Welcome to this week's episode of the Fins Up Podcast. I am one of your hosts, as always, Morts, and I am joined by my beautiful co-host and good friend, Southo Dan. How you doing, Dan? Mate, better after Sunday. Very, very good. How about yourself? I'm really good after Sunday, mate. It's not often we get to bounce into a round one podcast off the back of some positivity, um, but just as everything that happens with the Sharks, there is a little bit of negativity to go into, but what do you do? What do you do, Dan? What do you do? Mate, that's just in our DNA, unfortunately. But uh, like you said, round one win for the first time in several literal years. Feeling pretty good. Eight Feels years, but no fun. one's counting. God, that is that is ridiculous. And what a win it was against yeah. the old enemy on our home patch. Yeah. And... and uh, let's just get into it. We're gonna we're gonna review the um, the other games really quickly before we talk about the win of the round. But uh, mate, a frightening game on uh, Thursday night. The Melbourne Storm twenty six, South Sydney eighteen, and it at one point looked like it could have been fifty nil. Oh, in that opening ten minutes, yeah. I thought it was going to be the Storm. Look like they, you know, when you log into FIFA and you put it on really really fast mode. Yeah, that's how they played that opening ten minutes. And by the time South woke up, it was potentially game over. Luckily, it was South, and they were good enough to get themselves back into it. That could have been ugly, but, jeez, they looked good. Yeah, 22-0, you were just sort of thinking it's the Storm by as many as they want. Um, did they put the queue in the rack, you reckon, or did they just, you know, did they just do enough to win? Look, I think South targeted their their players on the, on the left-hand side from memory in Jennings and um, Remus Smith, who were both playing you know, probably out of position. So I, I wouldn't say Q in the rack, but I don't think... Uh, yeah, I think they could have gone harder, put it that way. Yeah, I think um, I think there's a lot to take out of that Melbourne performance. And, you know, everyone's saying that the key to beating the Storm is stopping their fast starts. Good luck. Good luck oh, with you, that. You've got to be 10 nil up, otherwise you're Gornski. And, and Cronulla have proven that 10 nil against the Storm last year didn't matter. They, you got to blow them out of the park. Yeah. I don't know how you beat this Melbourne team. Don't forget, they didn't have Harry Grant either. And it's not like they've had heaps of experience without Cam Smith either. So that would have been good to go in and think, oh, yeah, maybe it'll take him a game or two to get used to a new dummy half. But <laughs> no such luck. No, and, uh, you know, we talk about the speed of it. Cam Munster, you know, just looked, looked like he... he looked exactly how he finished the the season last year. Um, Just so nonchalant, could do anything he wanted. Ryan Pappenhausen, though, that guy had spiders on him. He's a freak. Did you you see, I know we're jumping ahead a little bit, Tedesco didn't get three daily end points? I did see that. Did Pappenhausen? I'm not sure. Yeah, I can't remember whether it was him or Munster. I was... Yeah, I, whoever Ooh, who, I well, whoever judged the Roosters game, we'll talk about that later. But whoever judged the Roosters game got that completely wrong. Um, but yeah, between it was either Pappenhausen or Munster were the best players on the park, so it doesn't really matter each way. But there was no clear cut better person than Teddy in their game. But um, I agree. Look, th- th- that Melbourne team so no frills, as you said. Uh, Jennings, Remus Smith, Justin Olam, 
doesn't scream of a backline that's going to hurt you. Somehow it does. Their forward pack, you know, you just look at it and you go, uh, how many of those players would you actually sign for your team to make a difference? Well, knowing that they come from the Melbourne City, not many. I just checked Pappenhausen did get the three, so there you go. Um, oh, look, you, you take Bromwich and Finucane without question, but the others are Storm products. And yeah, I mean, like, I just... I'm, I'm not going to bring Christian Welch to Cronulla on big money. All right, I wouldn't mind Christian Welch at the club because he's a good player, but I'm not going to bring him there on good money. Felice Kafusi, maybe. Uh, Kenny Bromwich, yeah, I'm, I'm here nor there. I'll go controversial. I'm not going to give Nelson the money. And then their bench, I'm definitely, you know, there's a guy on the surname who's, uh, the guy on the bench whose surname was Smoothie. Yeah, right. Smoothie. They dropped Nico Hines too, which makes me think he's Cronulla bound. Hopefully. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> not that at all. Um, but anyway. But yeah, like that, that, that Melbourne team, they just find a way every year. And every year you think it's going to be the year they drop out. And this year they've got no Cameron Smith. None of the big four. None of the original big four. They're just making their own big four now. That's, that's it. There's already a big three, and it wouldn't surprise me if another one comes out of nowhere. Seas weren't that bad, though. That's the thing. When they played well, like Latrell Mitchell had the Latrell ball. Latrell Mitchell was outstanding. He was so good. I thought Gago played okay, and their forwards were all right, but it just they were blown off the park by a far superior team. Uh, Jai Arrow has to start for Souths. They, they, oh, he was by far their best. They, they've, got to, they've got to end that experiment. I think... Kolomatangi was really good, but I think the bench bench suits him. Um, Jacob Host, for everything that he did in the preseason to win that left edge spot, didn't really own it. Um, I was disappointed with Cam Murray um, and Jaden Sewer and the front row whose name I can't remember. Not Burgess? No, no, because he died. Um, the other one, um, Junior. But I don't think they got enough go forward out of their forwards apart from Jai Arrow and Kolomatangi. Yes, fair call. They'll uh, got to put Arrow on and hopefully Liam Knight's back from this weekend because they looked a little soft in the middle, to be honest. What about the, the blow-up about Damien Cook? People are writing him off after one average yeah. game. Yeah, I know. It's That's what's going to happen when you're considered one of the best in your position. Um, just before, we'll move on quickly, but... Uh, Wayne Bennett has decided that the scapegoat for this game was Josh Mansour. Harsh or not? Uh, I think it's harsh, yes. Very like, harsh. I don't think he had a great game, but my God. Yeah. He's, he's yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, I feel sorry for him. But anyway, um, not my problem. Uh, let's move on. The Knights 32, Bulldogs 16. I listened to this game on the radio, and it was everything that I thought it was going to be. Um, a Knights win, a disappointing effort from the Bulldogs. Um, they showed a lot of fight, which is what the dogs are going to do all year, but in the end, the night's too good. Saifidi and Clemmer battered this dog's pack from start to finish, and it wasn't even close. So Nah, D- Daniel Saifidi was outstanding. And he's, so good. he's gone from people joking about him getting into the Origin team to people going, Jesus, he really deserves that Origin spot now. He's like one of the first names picked. Absolutely. Well, I, I think he's overtaking Clemmer as the, as the pack leader, although Clemmer was very good. Um, Mitch Barnett had a good game too, which was um, which was good for some super coaches like myself. Same. Um, yeah. And, uh, I just yeah. want to say uh, their, else, their, their big money signing in Tyson Frizzell actually had a go. Yeah, mate, I'll tell you what, that red jersey must be weighing people down because he looked free. Yeah, he looked good. He looked f- like He looked like young Tyson Frizzell. 
it's crazy what a, what a change of scenery can do to some players. He looked he looked like destined for retirement. Yeah. Halfway through last year, and I, I love Tyson, so that's hard to say. Yeah. But geez, he looked he, you're right. He looked younger. He looked slimmer. I maybe we jumped the gun. Tyson Frizzell had 15 runs for 180 meters and 34 out of 36 tackles. He broke three tackle breaks and made a line break and had three offloads as well. They're stats that you could usually say for about four games from Tyson Frizzell. Absolutely. That's um, okay. That'd be good. Clemmer was 24 run, 217 metres, didn't miss a tackle. Saifidi was 19 runs, 174 metres. He missed a few tackles, but Jeezy's work in the ruck is really good. They, they got a good middle this year. I thought Connor Watson played okay at 13. I was a little worried. And our boy, um, the lesser Braley, had a... Probably his best game in Newcastle Colours. Yeah, he did. He had a, he had a good game, but he didn't really do much apart from just tackle. Yeah, but he did. He just tackled and tackled and tackled. He got rid of the ball quick. That's the game plan. Get a spiff. I mean, he made 50 of 50 tackles. I'll give him that. That's good. His service looked a lot slicker than it was at Cronulla. Like, at Cronulla, he just looked slow and lethargic. So, as you said, maybe yeah. this is... Um, we've definitely made the right decision for the way that we want to play footy. Um, Jaden just doesn't suit our, suit our attack at all. We we love our number nine to be a playmaker, and that's not what he is. So, um, but yeah, credit to him. He played well. Yeah, so we're gonna have to eat a bit of crow this week. Some yeah. of our less than favourite players had uh, quite good games. I, t- I tell you what, though, I look at the young centres of of the competition, uh, like like Bradman Best, who played in this game, had a really good game, and it just breaks my heart about Bronson Zeri. Hmm. Yeah, we, we, been, right? we had the best of the young crop, and uh, yeah, what could have been? Um, for the dogs, was there much that you could take away from this? Probably not. Nick Kotrick looked terrible. Um, Dallin Martini-Zelezniak, if I've got this right, scored his fifth and sixth try for the Bulldogs, and he's been there since 2007. No, he was at Penrith until recently. He got released in I thought oh, sorry two thousand seventeen. Yeah, that's it. Because Bronson ended his career down Shark Park. That was in two thousand nineteen, but I'm pretty sure he got released. Oh, did, so was it two thousand nineteen? He got released. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Bronson ran yeah. around him, then he uh, left two weeks later. Okay, so he's been at the Bulldogs for what say nearly two seasons and scored six tries in the back line. That's some yeah. That's some Cronulla numbers if ever I saw a player. I was going to say, we can't make too much fun. Hey, young Flanagan's stats look really, really good on paper. Didn't think he controlled the game particularly well, but three try assists already. Leads competition in try assists. You know, maybe a look at what the Roosters potentially let go. Like, is that an error? Maybe, but like it depends on, on what his try assists were. Um, I know there was a brilliant ball to Watini Zelezniak, but I didn't actually see... The game I listened to it, so I don't know what his what his other try assists were. Um, but yeah, look, Kyle Flanagan's got all the talent in the world. It's just, are you going to be able to get it out and get past his huge ego? What do you make of Elliot scoring a try and then getting into everyone in his celebration? Well, it's just passion, isn't it? It's passion, but I mean, he's the one that necked a mate's misses, and he gets up and like, I'm the victim here, and yells. I was a little bit, you know, whatever, but. I would have done it, put it that way. None of us were there, so we don't know what's happening, do we? Exactly right, but uh, uh, anyways. Anyways, let's move on and talk about the Brisbane Broncos and the Parramatta Eels. This literally was, like as cliche as we're going to make it sound, this was a game of two halves. Absolutely, I was a little bit worried in the first half, tuned in, it was already 10-0 or something. 
Nice at all. Oh, here comes the Twitter assault. He did not let me down at all. No. Nah. Uh, luckily, my boy Paulo got us home in the end. And, uh, I, be- I believed in the Kevolution. I was really... I thought, you know, new coach, new team, fans, 75% at Suncorp. Um, I thought... I, I honestly believed they were going to get home. And at 16-0, they should have got home. Absolutely, they should have got home. I bagged that edge of Glenn and whoever's down that end, saying it was like reserve grade quality. They ended up having a brilliant first half. So um, maybe he does know what he's doing. I will say this. I was terrified that Xavier Coates had broken his neck. That didn't look good, eh? I no. heard he's okay, though. Yeah, I heard he's okay. And, and NRL Physio said these things can clear in five to ten days. Man, I wouldn't be playing. Because he, he, he dived for his first try, and then the second try he just got his body all wrong, and it just looked like his neck snapped. So, so like, things can happen so quickly, you know? Yeah. And, and, and at, at that point there, when he went off, Brisbane lost all momentum. He was brilliant. He, did. he was absolutely brilliant for them. He's a good kid. He's definitely taken that origin experience and brought it back to the club. Look, I don't think the Broncos were all that terrible in the second half, but um, it's like Parramatta woke up. Yeah. But, oh, geez, Mitch Moses, mate. God, I think I oversold him last year. He was good in the second half. His kicking game was yeah, really, it was kicking game was really really good in the second half. It, it was it, the first half was really hard for him to do anything because his forwards couldn't hold the ball. Yeah, their ball. Sean Lane had the worst game I've ever seen the guy play. Yeah, I'm, look, look, I, I'm I'm not a Mitch Moses truther by any means, but like you last year, I picked him to win the Dalian Medal. And whilst whilst ever Parramatta fail, it's beautiful for the league. But in the first half, people were turning around and going, Mitch Moses needs to stand up. He literally passed the ball to a second row with no one around him, and he dropped the fucking thing cold. Like, what do you want Mitch to do there? You know? Not a lot. I, I don't know. Maybe I expect too much. And, and then they're saying that his clearing kicks were terrible. Well, his first three kicks were from 17 metres out from his own line. What territory did you want him to get? He, he, went, he did go for a couple of 2040s as well and nearly got one. Um, That's clever. I like that rule. I yeah. gotta say, the 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 left winger, what's his name, David Mead, who looked pretty good in his return to the NRL. He saved a twenty forty. He looked real good. He was one of the ones I was having an early go at too. I feel a bit stupid about that. Yeah, won't be the last. No, it won't be the last time at all. Um, but yeah, look, you know, for anyone who who was having a go at Mitch, yeah, it wasn't his best game. But in the first half, you need to have a look. Parramatta had no ball, and when they had the ball, they fucking dropped it. Yeah, that's true. Their ball handling, they had um. Oh, what was it, sixty-eight percent or something? Yeah, completion. Yeah, and and Jeez, and that's... and that that only got inflated because they held it in the second half. That's crazy. Reed Marnie, though, what a man. Yeah, what, I, what a game. I like Reed Marnie. I think he's really really good. Um, I, I I've been a Reed Marnie believer for a while. So much so I didn't put him in my super coach team, but I do like him. I think I think he's good. He's, you know, for for a team that needs a bit of spark every now and then he can add that he's solid without being spectacular yeah I agree with that but I thought uh, I thought Polo was the difference once he got a roll in the second half very very hard to stop yeah uh, I mean for, for mine the man of the match was Reed Marnie oh yeah I think he got the three but just Polo it's so easy to pick him because he's a thousand kilos yeah well, I, I I was a bit worried that he was going to be a victim of the new rules, but he looked. I mean, he looked good. I would like to see him how he goes against a side like Melbourne, who have got a lot of pace across the park. Um, before I before I completely changed my judgment, but he did look good. Yeah, good start. But you know, that's just one of those games you got to win, and they did. So yeah. 
yeah. let's move on. Speaking of games, you got to win, and they did. The Warriors, 19. The Gold Coast Titans, 6. Nathan Brown starts life at New Zealand with a win, whilst the Gold Coast Titans' new recruits didn't really fire. No, I didn't see this coming, 100%. No, I didn't see it coming as well. In fact, if... Like most people in our tipping comp, if we got the Titans, if the Titans had won, I think there was about, you know, 30 people who were going to have the perfect round. Yeah, it's, it was there. This was the upset, obviously. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, they got a bill from there. Look, I, I didn't see much of this game. It was awful. It was like, like this game was the longest month of my life. <laughs> yeah, that's what they're saying. Yeah. It's never going to be a good game. But yeah. uh, look, the, the Titans have got a game under their belt now and they'll, they'll want to win this Friday night, put it that way. I um, I didn't see anything from the Titans that makes me think they are out. They're they're gonna you know really threaten for the competition this year. They're still a number nine away from being effective, and they now need to do whatever they can to get Brandon Smith into that club because they're not. Well, obviously they're not going to get Cameron. Um, and I think the experiment either needs to go with Jamal Fogarty or Ash Taylor. You can't go both because they're two similar players. Yeah, it's a fair call. They, they seemed to go well at the end of last year, but I think a lot of that came on Br- Brimson's Brimson. brilliance. Yeah, he was really quiet. Really quiet. Yeah, it's it's, it's a bit worrying, but like, round one, you know, not not to worry, but we're still talking them this way in three or four weeks. And yeah. I tell you who was good for the Gold Coast Titans, Mr. Reliable Corey Thompson. Yeah, it's easy he can find a try, can't he? He can find a try. He has got to be five foot nine, five foot ten. And I would be very surprised if he weighed 90 kilos. He made 204 metres and broke about 900 tackles. That guy can't be touched. A lot of heart, mate. A lot of heart. A lot of heart. Yeah, you know, I just enjoy watching him play because there's not a lot of talent there, but there is a lot of, you know, determination. He's keeping Philip Sammy out of the team. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Unfortunate injury to Brian Kelly, too. That's a real step back. He'll miss three weeks. Which brings him into the team, which brings Philip Sammy into the team. Um, Ewan Aitken, the, one of the Warriors' big recruits, is out for 10 weeks. Yeah, awful, awful news. Yeah, innocuous injury, but 10 weeks, um, I feel for you. Uh, let's, the less we say about this game, the better. And the less we say about the next game, the better. The Sydney Roosters, 46, Manly 4, Manly shit, Roosters good. Men, men versus boys. This wasn't even close. This is offensively bad for Manly, and this is what they can expect all year. I made a joke that when Kieran Fromm went down the blind side and Manly tied it up at four, I was like, you know, four at home, we've got a game on our hands, this is going to be close. I joke tweeted that, and I had about 70 people reply to me straight away, which is good because lots of traffic, but not getting the joke that I had tipped the Roosters by about 900 free game. Exactly. Anyway. Mate, they've got to work out that number nine. I do not get it. Cust is on the bench this week, so maybe they saw New South Wales Cup where he was best player the whole weekend. Yeah. But that uh, that, that croaker at nine ain't going to work. And I don't know how much longer Florin's got in him, to be totally honest. You know what? In saying that, he was one of Manly's shining lights. Yeah, as he was for the Bulldogs every like, time he played last year. Cherry Evans did nothing. The Dylan Walker at fullback experiment is going to end in tears. Um, Tedesco killed them. Uh, Tupanua killed them. Angus Crichton literally killed them. Um, the, Brett the, Morris. Yeah, the, five, the 500-year-old twins destroyed them. Joey Manu had a really, really good game. 
And I mean, it was quiet from Daniel Tupo, and then he still made loads of meters. Yeah, they that make their freaky good, but they got a lot harder challenges. Like, like Daniel Tupo, literally, you could have you could have turned around and said, oh, I don't really know if he played because of every, all the other stars around him. Then you have a look at the stats; he made one hundred ninety three meters. That's freaky. Like to yeah. get, I know a couple of those came from runs, but when you get in that service from your back three, yeah, and Tedesco would have run for five hundred, and so yeah. would Morris. It takes the pressure off the forwards. Yeah. Uh, let's move on. The Penrith Panthers 24, the North Queensland Cowboys nil. It was a strange game from the Panthers. They never looked troubled, but they never looked outstanding. And the Cowboys just kept turning the ball over, inviting Penrith to beat them, and in the end they did. I mate, I think I very, very, very high overrated yeah. the Cowboys this year. They were bog ordinary. That back line is insipid. Yeah. And the bloody back row is disgusting. The back, the back line, the Cowboys back line has always, the Cowboys back line has been shit for 10 years. The problem was Jonathan Thurston made everyone, Jonathan Thurston, the greatest trick he ever did was convincing everyone that Justin O'Neill was a rep player. That's it. And Kyle Felt scoring 40 tries off, off kicks. I don't mind Kyle Felt. I don't mind Kyle. He, Kyle Felt is pretty talented, but anyone who said that he should have played Origin, no. Um, but that back line is just disgraceful. You, you got to get Val back to fullback. I know. He I, was. I know he was terrible. He's. It's like he's gone up there and thought, "All right, here you go. I'm going to be a superstar fullback." They've said, "Now nah, go the wing." And he's gone. Fuck you. That's. I know that's not what's happened, but that's the feeling I get. Because he, he wasn't. You just expect Val to pop up, being a Cronulla fan, out of anywhere. You know, you put him on the wing, but he's going to be wherever the ball is. And I didn't get that feeling in the weekend. I got the feeling that he didn't want to be there. But in in, in 2016 and 2015, a lot of our play was given to Val Holmes. And, exactly, because he came in off the wing and shot up the middle. But it doesn't look like the Cowboys wanted to do that. Like, he was so stuck on that wing. And and just that the last play, for the last try for your mate Isaiah Yeo, when, when Martin caught that bomb, Val didn't jump. He didn't jump. He didn't try to contest that ball. Mate, he doesn't give a shit. Nah. He's just... He's getting, I'll tell you what, that, he's that, getting his that million dollars. Yeah, a million dollars to stand on the wing and catch a cold. That Clifford, if he plays this weekend, I'll be really, really shocked. He's awful. He's... Like, they've got to do something. I, I mean, I wasn't even overly impressed with Scott Drinkwater, and I'm, I'm a pretty big Scott Drinkwater truther, but I don't think he had a good game. But again, he wasn't given the opportunity to have a good game because the Cowboys forwards just had no momentum and they dropped the ball. Well, you got you got the best forward in the world making seventy three meters. That yeah, we is... we made the joke on our on our TV show last night that, that Todd Payton's sitting there going, "Well, if we if we burn Tomalolo into the ground now in five years' time, he's going to be no good, and he's got seven years left on his deal." Todd, if you don't play him seventy minutes a game, you're not going to be there in five years' time. No, there'll be no club because Tomalolo, they've sunk so much money into him, and at the time it looked like a great deal. Now. You know, yeah, but you're, I don't know. You're, you're worried about what's going to happen in the future, Todd. If you, can't do that, I yeah. mean, if you, if you come in the bottom four this year and you're in the bottom four halfway through next year, you're sacked. Yeah, don't, you're gone. Someone else will use yeah, you. Yeah, don't, don't worry about what Tom Lawler is going to do for you in seven years' time. Worry about what he's going to do for you in a week. That's a good point. They're going to get they're going to get sixty plus minutes out of him. Yeah. And they got to get 250 metres because Cohen Hess went backwards. Oh, Cohen Hess And that Mitch Dunn or whatever his name is out wide is just oh, uninspiring, mate. They're boring to watch. This is the Cowboys we're talking about here. Yeah, and flip that around. 
Penrith were good without being great. And I don't think... I, I think Penrith, at about 30 minutes into the game, knew that the kind of game that it was going to be and just went, okay, it's not going to be... It's not going to be too hard for us tonight. Let's just... Let's get on with it. Let's just win the game and get out of here. They never rose to the levels of Penrith that we saw last year, but they did enough to beat a shit opposition. And Dylan Edwards was fantastic. James Fisher-Harris was fantastic. I'll give you a mate year old rap. He was pretty good. Um, and I thought Jerome Luai and Nathan Cleary were really, really solid. Yeah, they just they just do what they have to. And I'll they're, say, they're in that Melbourne role now where they're like, we can win this game, let's do it. You know, yeah. that's... And I'll say I'll say this again, another short winger, but Brian Todd, man, that guy's outstanding. He's a freak, man. He's so um, he's so elusively quick too. He doesn't he doesn't scream speed, doesn't scream jumping ability, but he can do it all. I mean, again, he's got to be someone who's not real tall, might weigh a little bit, but you know. 190 meters or whatever he made, and he he broke every tackle that came at him. He he replaced Josh Mansour. Yeah. Their Mansour numbers. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So there you go. Um, and the Canberra Raiders 30, the West Tigers 12. Sucked in Tigers. That's all I got to say about this game. I, did, I didn't see this game, uh, mate. I was watching it. Yeah. Didn't see. Don't care. Let's move on. This Sharks 32. This and Georgia or Dragons 18. This is what we came for. Um, not the most outstanding performance from Cronulla. I, I, I would have been more happy if our defence was more like the first half and we'd still scored some points in the second half, but we did enough to get away with the win. Um, Dan, your thoughts? This was a Cronulla effort, if I do say so myself. Yeah. There were moments of absolute brilliance. That try down the left was sleek rugby league. Yeah. The first half, we didn't look troubled once. When they got uh, a little bit uppity and tried to get in our faces... Like Tolman just ran and got the ball, whereas Lomax was too busy pushing Dugan. We were all over him. We scored a couple of scrappy tries. There could have been it could have been twenty four nil at half time. Should have been. As soon as our middle three came off, as soon as Toby came off, our middle became weak as piss. You could tell that ball that Kennedy didn't catch was gonna bounce to them. We were right in line, it was like slow motion. And as soon as Dufty got that ball and ran at Jack Williams, you knew lights out he was gonna score. And the second he went through, Morris said, you're off. Billy, you're off. And put the big boys on. And from then, we got momentum back. Didn't look back after that. And yeah. the Cody Ramsey try, clear as fucking day, knock on. Anyone who says otherwise is kidding himself. There was a guy on Twitter today telling me that I was so one-eyed saying that that was a knock-on from Jack Bird. And he's like, you're a Sharks fan. Of course, you're going to think it's a knock-on. And my counterpoint was, you're a Dragons fan. Of course, you're going to think it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> like, fuck. Seriously. It was a because knock-on. his hand and went forward. That's yeah. a knock-on. Yeah, and, uh, you know, fair enough, Katoa didn't have great control over the ball, but he had control over the ball. I wasn't worried about the knock-on. The, con- the first contact from Bird was around Katoa's head. Yeah, I thought it was high, too. Mm. I wouldn't have been overly upset if they'd got the feet out of that, but in no way is that a try, because Bird knocks on. And he knew it, too. He didn't celebrate straight away like Ramsey did. Who, and that was a classy finish from young Ramsey. Who hurt himself for no reason. Yeah, I was a real bugger. I, I rate that kid. I really like him. I hope you hope he's alright. I don't. If he leaves the dragons, I might like him. Um, from our guys, I thought it was just you know we just did what we had to do. We got out of there with a win. Um, we came away injury free, which is pretty good for us considering last year. And we were hoping that we we're going to have full bodies up for the Raiders game. But Jesse Ramian, three weeks for that shot. I 
I don't know if it was three. I don't know if it's worth three weeks. I think he's been given an extra week because a fight came out of it. I would have been happy with. Well, I probably wouldn't have even been happy with two weeks, but I guess they need to make an example because of concussions. But I think I think charging him with a grade three, giving him four weeks, and then making him take an early guilty plea to get three is harsh. Yeah, like, it, really at harsh. the time I thought he fell into the tackle, and yeah. I thought it was absolute horseshit. The reason he was sin bin is because so many players ran in. Yeah. Now. Watching it on replay, okay, yeah, it was foul play. That's that, that can be a sin bin either way, sort of fine. It's definitely a penalty, though. I didn't think in, in live it was that bad. But Ronaldo running 70 metres to push that bloke in the face, we could have been two men down. Yeah. you got to watch that. I, 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 yeah, it's for mine, like, if, if they turn around saying it's a sin bin for foul play, well, isn't that a send-off? No, nah, because they changed the rules last year. Yeah, right, fair enough. To make things that aren't send-offs tenable. Yeah. I will say this. The biggest plotter that came out of that game was not Tarek Sims and his five runs for 37 metres. It was Luke Lewis's Dally M points that has really wound me up. So where'd, they, where'd they go? Three went to Will Kennedy, which, you know, for mine, he was the standout. Two went to Matt Moylan. And I'm going to say something controversial here, but I don't think Matt Moylan was our best half on the night. And one point went to Jack Bird. Yeah, that's that's criminal. What the, what the hell? And then Luke Lewis was in the paper saying, I don't just give points to my mates. Well, you're giving two points to a bloke you spent a lot of time at Penrith with and then you were instrumental in getting to Cronulla and you gave one to your old fucking roommate. Oh, yeah, well, there you go. Mate, I, I think Toby Rudolph was definitely in the three. Yep. Without a shadow of a doubt. Yep. I... I thought Chad was okay. I don't think he was in the points. I don't. Like Chad, no, Chad. Chad wasn't in the point scoring, but Chad was better than Moylan. Yeah, I thought Moylan had a really, really good game. He made that left side matter, which was nice. Moylan, Moylan had a Kennedy. Moylan had a great defensive game. He had a. That's great, his best game in they, what two years? Yeah, they targeted him, and and they they really targeted, and he looked physically up for the challenge, but. You know, I, I definitely think that Toby was our second best player, if not our best player. Um, and then to to pick another player, you probably got to go Wade Graham. Uh, yeah, yeah, he was very good too. Why, hey, mate, what a, what a difference it makes when Wade Graham's got someone that can tackle inside him and he's not making 40 missed tackles again. It's unbelievable. And then on the flip side, Chad over on that right edge, next to Britton Nakora, looked sound. A big difference. Maybe they just needed a change in um, in attitude, in personnel, whatever. But uh, i got to admit, that left-hand side, every time Moylan ran the ball and got it to Kennedy, they looked very, very good. And any time Moylan got early ball to Wade Graham, Wade looked good, Moylan looked good, things happened on that side. Ronaldo, outside Matt Moylan and Wade Graham, is going to score 15 tries this year. He's a freak, mate. I was talking to a Dragons fan today who was going on about how much he hates Ronaldo. We love him, but I'll tell you what, if he didn't play for us, I think he'd be our top three most hated. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I just, you know, you, you said you said the thing, the effort play about um, Aiden Tolman just picking that ball up. The Dragons looked ready for a fight, and we didn't look like we were going to give them an actual physical fist fight. Uh, Lomax tried to drag Dugan to the ground three or four times. His winger gets tackled, expecting Lomax to be there to service the ball, plays the ball. I reckon Tolman had to call that. He had to have called that and said, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm here, I'm here. And then he just picks the ball up and marches 10 metres up the field. And then Dugan absolutely gives it to Lomax. Yeah, it shows the, the experience because Lomax should have played the friggin' ball. If yeah. one of our blokes did that, I'd be screaming oh, blue I'd murder. I'd be fuming. 
I'd be absolutely... If, if, if that was flip side, if that was Dugan who was looking for a fight and not in position to pick that ball up and shovel it to the halfback... Um, yeah, look, I think there's, there's there's some positive things. The first 40 defensively is really a positive to take out of it. The second 40, you know, losing momentum, wrestling it back, scoring 18 points. We, we did concede some soft tries. Um, but, you know... I think I th- yeah, stupid's probably a better word than soft. I think that there's a lot to take away from from this game for Bomber to work on, and it looks like we've had a better better preseason because we actually finished that game with energy, which is what we didn't do last year. Absolutely, that's a huge positive. Yeah, um, we looked we looked big... fitter, we looked stronger, we looked more up for it than the Dragons, and we finished that game, you know, really, really, still still up in their face. Absolutely, there was a bit of defensive resolve. I know it was only the Dragons. There's going to be bigger tests to come, yeah. including this this Sunday night. But mm-hmm. um, I was pretty happy. The big negative for me, though, that bench was every bit as dog shit as we knew it was going to be. Yeah, and he's named the same bench. Like, like what part of Billy Magoulis's six minutes for one run and three meters has turned around and said you've earned that spot? He and Connor Tracy might not have been as as well have been there. Connor only got the hey. We'll put you on for five minutes at the end so you get your match payments bit because Braley didn't need to come off. No. I don't want that to happen with the game on the line because Braley's far more dangerous at a dummy half. Magulius was just he, he was just there. That was pointless. Yeah. And I think Jack Williams did more bad than good. I know he a lot of my, he made a lot of meters, which was good, and he did take some of the um the workload away from the, the outside backs, uh outside forwards rather. But Tolman was the only one I would have paid on the day, mate. Yeah, look, Jack Jack Williams, for all the metres he made, he got very sloppy in defence very quickly, and the Dragons targeted him for that Dufty try. He was the feeder this week. Yeah. He, That's exactly why the was, feeder was dropped. They targeted I, Look, I, I thought I thought Williams was better than McGoolis because he got more involved, but he he it's almost like we've had this enormous preseason focusing on fitness, and he's gone and done all his fitness training and then gone out of pack of ciggies afterwards. No, yeah, no lungs. Strange. Absolutely no lungs. Um, I just, I don't, I don't know what they're seeing, Jack Williams, mate. It's been years now. We've been calling his next ball gallons what three years. I'm yet to see it. Yeah. And as soon as the big boys come back, he doesn't. He's playing from years now. Oh yeah, the the, the minute Hunt and Talakai back, um, Magoulis and and Williams are gone. The, yeah, the, that the, that bench starts to look yeah. much much better. That starts to look a lot better. Before we preview this game, uh, I believe you've got some shark news for us. We've already talked about Jesse Ramin. Yeah, mate. So we'll, we'll go. We'll save the best for last. For feeder for Newtown. Mm-hmm. You you missed you missed the game. Yeah, you didn't get that till. I, I did. I did watch the extended highlights on the New South Wales Cup. By the way, that New South Wales Cup website is incredible for being able to go and watch a replay twenty four hours later. Yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty good. They got um. They got ahead. It's a shame they can't stream the games. But I know it's a rights issue. So I was talking to someone from Newtown. Um, look, for feeder was very good. I thought uh, a lot of people at the game thought he was slow and went sideways, but. He was our best player, as he should have been. Um, made a mountain of metres. People, uh, every time he came within a metre of the ball, five guys were on him. So he got a lot of offloads. We made a lot of metres off the back of offloads. Uh, he played big minutes too, which was real good. So I think I think he was very good. Uh, Red, uh, sorry, Trindle scored the match winner. He was very good also. Jackson Ferris started the game like an absolute wall beater, but got injured, disappeared, didn't come back after half. Fractured his foot out for six weeks. 
Cardi's got some bad yeah, luck. He's got some bad luck, yeah. I will say he this. Yeah, yeah, replacing Jesse Ramey, and we've done it with uh, Mawini Hirodi this week. Um, everyone calling for Ferris. He can't play. He's on a development contract. We haven't upgraded him. And the one player that I, I was kind of hoping might have been given a shot, Jensen Tomopia, apparently did absolutely nothing in the Jersey flag loss. There you go, mate. Your boy Iroh is playing for New South Wales Cup this week. Oh, good, good. Oh, is he on the wing? Uh, no, he's in the centres, I believe. Oh, brilliant. He's a good player. Yeah. Very, very good player. Should, I like should him. See some but Newtown, that was the worst game of all time. But considering the uh, disgusting conditions, that was all good. We haven't lost in the New South Wales Cup since round two. Uh, sorry, since round 22, is it, or 21 in 2019. So we've been undefeated for two and a bit seasons now. Do you know who beat us? Was it the Dragons? Oh, it was Blacktown. The was worst it? they finished last by a mile, and that ended our finals campaign, is what the tweets were, and we haven't lost a game since. <laughs> yeah. Mate, moving on though, Josh Dugan wants contract extension. Did you, uh, did you read this? What's the value of the contract that he wants? Well, they reckon he'll be valued at 500k, so he's going to have to take a 400k pay cut. I still think that's 400 too high. If we re-sign Josh Dugan, I'm going to say this in two parts. If we re-sign Josh Dugan for more than one year, it's too long. And if we give him $500,000, it's about $200,000 too much. Absolutely. Now, I thought he was very good on the weekend, don't get me wrong. I thought he was, but he's slow. He was, but we got we got to look forward. Now, I, last week we were discussing this, and I said I'm a bit of a flip-flop on this one. After this week, I, I wouldn't mind Dugan getting a contract extension, but it's got to be in that role that says, hey, you warm up with the game and you, you'll probably miss more than you play, yep. and you can't pay $500,000 for a guy, and that's... that's no, no. I, so, you know, last week, I think we both agreed that um, we we wanted Dugan in that Bryson Goodwin role, but he's going to want more. If he's asking for five hundred grand, he's actually going to want to play every week. It's a no from me. See, I don't know if he wants that or whether that's what they think he'll be valued at. Because he did say he wanted to stay at Cronulla for another two years, and they they think he'll be rated at five hundred k. But I would be going to the NRL and say, mate, we think that he is worth two hundred, and we're not paying him a cent more. Yeah, I, I mean. Three hundred for one year, I think is fair for Josh Dugan. But I'm, anything more than that, I'm, I'm I am going to lose sleep over it. Um, That's fair. I just just received a text, mate. Sorry to butt in. Yeah. Saying, uh, rumor is that Ryan Madison is shopping himself around a rival club. It's his manager. It's his manager. Yeah, I, I just saw that as that well. Boy. Yeah, he's he's driven by cash, isn't he? Um, Let's uh, let's review this week. We're playing the Canberra Raiders Sunday night at six fifteen. We're talking the big news, mate. What's the big news? Toby Rudolph scandal. Ah, oh, mate, fucking anyone who turns around and goes, he's degrading women. He didn't say what he was going to pull. It could have been a beer, it could have been his knob, it could have been a bloke. Fucking hell, get over it, you snowflake. That'll do. Yeah, that's all I'm going to comment. Perfect. On I got nothing more to add. That's fantastic. Um. We're playing the Canberra Raiders this Sunday night, 6.15pm. Uh, the team news, we've only got one change, and that's Mawini Hirodi in for uh, Jesse Ramian. Um, I think there'll be some changes to the bench. There better be some changes to the bench, mate. If we go in against Canberra with that bench, mm-hmm. we'll get crucified. Yeah, uh, whether it's T. Wilton or whether it's Andrew Fafita, but one of them needs to come in for Billy Magoulis. Um Nadia McDonald is the emergency cover. Um and Trindle, I imagine Trindle and 
maybe Wilton will drop off the bench first and then you'll leave Fafita and McDonald in. Um, but, so yeah, something's got to change. Uh, the Canberra team, um, Jared Croker was rumoured to be coming back. He's not there. They've got that kid still in there, Sebastian Chris. Uh, Curtis Scott is in the centres as well. Rapana, Simpson, Nickel Klockstad, White and Williams. Lua Hodgson, Papali, Whitehead, Young and Tarpane. They've got a really good 13. Their bench is okay as well. It's at Cogra. We've got, we should have way more fans than them. I'm, I'm tipping us to get home. I think we'll get home in, by about eight. But I hope so. This is the test. I yeah, mean, this is a test. This is a Dragon test for us. Dragons beat many teams. Yep. But I thought, I thought we did, don't get me wrong, I thought we played very well in parts on, on Sunday night. This is a big one because Canberra are coming off a horrible first half performance and a very dominant second half performance against the uh, the lowly West Tigers. You can't really look into that because like playing a reserve grade team. That forward pack scares me. I'm not going to lie. Uh, it doesn't scare me as much as other packs. Like, if, the, if we were coming up round two against that Penrith pack, who would be fresh as fuck after that game against the Cowboys, I'd probably be a little bit more. But, I mean, they're starting, you know, they've Whitehead's not a big meter eater. Hudson Young's okay. Tarpane and Louie, you know, depending on what mood they're in. Um, I think if we can jump them early and be up in their face and be aggressive like we were in the first half, but it's just going to depend on that middle. Like, the minute... I, I don't think you can bring off... Rudolph and Woods at the same time. Like, you need to ease it in. You need to bring Tolman on first um, before, and then Jack Williams. But Jesus fuck, like, the, the, the drop-off in intensity from when Toby Rudolph is on the pitch for us and when he's not is incredible. Yeah, it's, it's humongous. We, I could tell you, I mean, I watched Toby run off, but I could have pinpointed the fucking second he came off on the weekend. Tarpany scares me. The guy had like 14 tackle breaks on the weekend. Again, it's only against the Tigers, but God, if we if we let him get on top of us, it's going to be very hard to stop. They're, luckily, their backline's not what it potentially could be. Curtis Scott didn't have a great year last year. Didn't start particularly well last week, from what I heard. Croker being out's good for us because he always runs right against us. Yeah. He's like Matt Duffy. They say they're one bloody good game a season. Jared Croker used to love matching up against Ben Pomeroy, man. Yeah, oh, you know, that's there you go. Say no more. But their uh, their wingers are going to see a lot of early ball. I hope hope Ronaldo and Cattell can get on top of them. If they can, that'll go a long way to get in this team. Yeah, I, look, Rappiner's good, but he's he's starting to get into the Josh Dugan mould for me. A bit old, a bit slow. Is the game getting past him? Mate, if if Ronaldo is matched up against Simmonson, I'm giving Ronaldo a lot of early ball. Yeah, get it, get it early. I, I the Harati. Thing worries me a bit. But he's up against Sebastian Chris, is he not? I think so. Two two genius, both quick. Yeah. Could be some could be some entertaining football there. Yeah. Could be a lot of missed tackles, I'd say, but their uh their inside second rowers aren't exactly terrible. I mean I mean if Herodi's matched up on Curtis Scott, I'm not I'm not worried too much because Scott doesn't have the pace or the footwork. He's very powerful, but he doesn't have the pace or the footwork to get around Herodi. Because Herodi's gonna be on the right. So um yeah, if he's matched up against that Chris, then it's it's a different story, and it's you know just two young guys, you know, hopefully going at it, and um, oh that sounded horrible, but two young guys, you know, in in a battle, both showing that they want to play first grade football. But um, yeah, if he's if he's up against Curtis Scott, it's not as bad as I thought it would be, and there's and that there's a lot of pace on that right edge if it's Herodi and Katoa together. That's true. Look, if we shut down Whiten and yeah. Nickel Clockstad, 
anything can happen because as much as I rate their forwards, we got a pack that probably can match them. Yeah. Their bench is superior to us. Yeah. That's yeah. I don't think that's we, we, an we, we need we need to have an advantage at the time the interchanges start. And then we need Absolutely to hope right. that we keep the advantage or we're still in the game when when the forwards go. But you know, if we find ourselves getting ten, twelve points behind and then we've got to rely on a bench as well. Like, fucking game over. We'll be here on Tuesday night cursing everyone. That's right. Look, if we hold the ball like we did against the Dragons, yeah. and the, Eight, the forecast ain't good either, which brings us... 86% against... You know, 86% for the Sharks is high numbers, and then when you think about the conditions they were, if it's raining, it, it, it levels the playing field out, and it probably gives us a slight advantage, because Canberra's only cold. It's not that miserable. That's true, and I'll tell you what, Moylan seems to play good wet weather football. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's just living in Penrith and it's always so hot and humid. But, but, but well, apart from that fucking Parramatta game last year where he, he bombed the end and we could have won it, but I don't I remember that though. Nah, um, it's gonna take a, it's gonna take another effort. It's gonna take another you know solid effort from everyone. But I think our spine, if we can get good, you know, if Will Kennedy can back up that performance, if Chad Townsend can back up that performance. Because it's always if about those two. You know, we know Matt Moylan's got talent. We know Blake Braley's going to be a freak. But it's always if about Townsend and if about Kennedy. And I think if those two boys do fire and match what Moylan and Braley do, we win this game. I'm, yeah, com- I'm, agree. Com- I'm confident. I picked I picked the score at 24-16. I, that, I'll go. go very similar. I think the Kennedy-Moylan thing has made both players better yep. and more dangerous. And I think it brings our... Stars into it, which they're, is um, they're, they're both they're both similar players though because they play with so much time. Like Matt Moylan has just got so much time, and he he doesn't he doesn't make wrong decisions when he passes the ball. The the errors that Matt Moylan make are concentration errors where he knocks the ball on when no one's around him because he's just got too much time. They're the errors that Moylan makes. I have never seen Moylan throw a bad pass. No, he will this week now. Yeah. But, um, but, but you, yeah, you're right. you even have a look. That bomb that was put up that Wade Graham knocked back, when Moylan caught the ball, he, he could have easily thrown a pass if he wanted to, but he generally makes the right decisions. And he kicked the ball on a platter for Ronaldo. So that's pinpoint kicks. Yeah, that's, that's beautiful. Yeah, look, it's you know he doesn't he doesn't make many bad decisions. Does young Matthew? And I'll say that now. And and being in, being at five eight, there's there's a couple of things that can define John Morris's future at Cronulla. Getting this fucking bench right and getting it right early without Hunt and Talakai. And when Sean Johnson comes back, you, what do you do? You you, you can't put Moylan at fullback. No, no, can't can't happen. Is, if, is there any word on Talakai? Nothing at the moment. He's not playing. There's Hunt. That's it. There's your no. word. And uh, still, I've, I've messaged a couple of people. There's still no word on a release from how many years Bronson Zeri got. So who knows? It's all up in the air. But Dan, um, we're running out of time. Sounds good as always. Yeah. It's good to be in your ears again, mate. It's good to be in your ears. I saw your beautiful face last night. Uh, don't forget you can find us on uh, Rugby League Outlaws on YouTube. Don't forget to like and subscribe to Puncture Media. Give us a shout out. Follow us on all the uh, on all the social channels. Um, trash us. We've got some prize packs now. I'm wearing a t-shirt. We'll tweet it out tomorrow what they look like. They're fantastic. They're really comfortable Makes as well. good too. Yeah. This, we've got some stickers, some stubby holders as well, and the products aren't cheap. Um, so yeah just hit us up and we look forward to polluting your ears all season how about Moyle how about Moyle